Hello, hello. How's everyone doing out there? I hope everyone's out there staying safe and healthy. Thank you for tuning in to Necessary Conversations with a Black Woman. I'm your host, Jessica Mason. This platform is for black women, you know, to share their experiences, to educate and enlighten the public on their plight. You know, folks always, you know, bad women have a bad rep and have this reputation of being angry. Well, you ever ask yourselves why? You know, and and then this talk nowadays, especially of, you know, conversation, we should be having a conversation Uh, two decades into the 21st century. Now you want to have that conversation about 20 years too late for that. But you know what? You want to have the conversation? Fine. Let's have a conversation. So that's what we're here to do. So sit back, relax, take a load off, you know, get your libations, your teas, your coffees, you know, whatever your preference is. And let's just sit down and just, you know, listen and talk and have this conversation. Okay, folks, so we're just going to get right on into it. So on this episode, we have with us Carolyn Jones, and I'm an aromatherapist and herbalist and an aftercare counselor. And I serve the community through aftercare services at a Brooklyn funeral home. I'm a baby boomer. Okay, we got boomers in the house, Al. (laughs) in the house. (laughs) How did you get into the profession of aromatherapy and just health treatment in general? Well, I have always been interested in herbs to an extent, or at least healing. My focus was longevity because when I was in elementary school and, you know, we read about Ponce de Leon and the Fountain of Youth, I said, oh, I'd like to go on this quest with him. But I did it really through wanting to be in good health when I got into my elder years. And although I didn't immerse myself in it at an early age, I kept it in my mind, in my consciousness. So as I got older, I incorporated more and more until one day in 2009, I got the opportunity to actually study a holistic health program. And uh, then I realized that there were so many different ways that one can heal oneself emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Nice, nice. And I'm assuming even now you're nice and healthy. You're still with us. You're still kicking it. You look fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so now in the past, especially in the Black community, we were health conscious and a little bit more healthy with our eating habits, you know, can, can, in your experience, can you dive in a little deeper as to what we were doing back then to, you know, maintain healthy eating habits and such? Yes. Well, it actually, through the Federal Writers Project published in 1936 to 38, the central foods in the African diet were rice, okra, black-eyed peas, cassava, yams, kidney and lima beans, you know, licorice, melon, and all of those other life-sustaining foods. But once the slave reached the plantation, the diet became restricted and consisted mainly of meager rations of corn and fatty meats, particularly pork. Mm. And so the slaves were given animal feet, jaws, legs, skulls, and intestines primarily from the hog. So if a slave lived near the river, they were able to add fish to their diet. But other than that, when slaves were able to grow their own food, 
is when things got a little better, but we've always been tenuous with our health because of the uh, sociological conditions. Mm. And to think today we consider some of those things a delicacy because I know some folks who tear apart some pig feet. Yeah, to, and, and chitlins and all that stuff is not good for you. I went growing up, I had it too. Ham hocks, uh, strickaline, stricker fat, you know, with a piece of biscuit or something. I mm -hmm. know about all that stuff and it tasted good. But one thing that I wish for our community is to be willing to change when it no longer works. When you find out it's not working, be willing to change for life's sake, for quality of life's sake. Because when you don't, you place a burden on yourself and your family. And I, and I definitely want to dig in a little deeper for, in that as we, as we go on. When, you know, we're out of slavery and now we're on our own and, you know, we have farmers mm -hmm. that were able to grow their own food and now we're living off of our own land and such. And now we have the capabilities of eating just a little bit more healthy and, de and developing more habits. When did that begin to shift? Well, uh, I can't really say when it began to shift, but I do know that Black farmers are basically suffering. Now, a lot of people I know in Brooklyn have their own gardens. I've eaten some of the food from the gardens in Brooklyn. My mother had a garden and we had collard greens, corn, tomatoes, all of those types of things. But if a person could commit to cooking more, mm -hmm. then health could be closer to their reality. But as long as people move fast and eat fast food and all of this, they're putting their health in other people's hands. But we do have access to these foods. Yes, we do. And I totally agree with you. I think a lot of us need to go back to cooking at home, myself included. I know COVID has helped with that a little bit to, you know, begin to eat more healthier and cook at home and yes. have more control of, you know, one's diet. It's difficult, especially when mm -hmm. life takes over and you're, you're bunning and gunning, you know, you're working eight, 10, 12 hours a day. You know, sometimes you're, you're a student. In addition to that, you're in school. Some people have children. You got to get them home, get them fed, get them ready for the next day. So it's a lot. And I understand it's difficult. And then to add finances to that. So for those who, you know, are really, really struggling financially, it's even more difficult for them. So is there any tips that you can offer or any advice that you can offer for folks who are struggling financially? So a way that, that they can continue to be healthy in spite of, you know, their financial struggle? Yes. Well, people buy what they want to buy. Okay. So they have to make a conscious decision to sacrifice something else to eat better. Because what's the point in having all of what you wanted materially, but be too sick to enjoy it? Or even mm -hmm. dead? Because in this pandemic, with comorbidities, people immune systems are compromised. Our bodies are our first house, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of people will take care of their car before they'll do something about their health. Or take care of what's going on in their home, which can become an emergency situation as well. But to find that balance is a conscious decision because uh, research shows that 185,000 patients die annually from medical error. Mm. And even more 
die of taking medications correctly. Imagine that, dying taking medications correctly. I often say that if you have 100 people in the room with the same illness, how can you treat them all with the same medicine? If we are individuals and we are, our bodies respond to medicines differently according to that person's lifestyle habits and such. But yet the prescriptions are going out. You see them on the television. Ask your doctor to prescribe. How do you go in and ask your doctor what to prescribe? Isn't the doctor supposed to be the point of reference asking you to comply? So it has gotten switched around. And what people don't really realize is medicines are made from herbs in the jungle, in the, from the Amazon. The white willow bark came from the Amazon. And that's how aspirin became a part of our pharmaceutical uh, existence. You know, and that's just one pharmaceutical product but it's a strong example because people will pop aspirin in a minute. They even pop aspirins for, uh, uh, to keep their blood thinned. Mm -hmm. You know, the doctor will prescribe aspirins, but Absolutely. they could just, well, you know, take white willow bark, a, a cup of white willow bark tea. It does the same job because that's where aspirins came from. You learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your take on organic? items you have to shop around sometimes there are great sales for organic food and you don't have to buy everything organic but start incorporating it if you're going to eat meat buy organic uh, an animal that is anti filled with antibiotics and they don't sit well in our bodies back when they were talking about mcdonald's and when uh, they were really emphasizing the fact that antibiotics were used on the cows and the hamburgers and how the children were developing faster. And that's when they started making adjustments in their menu. Mm. So it has a serious effect on the body. I used to love a Big Mac, but what's so funny now is when I try to eat it, my body shuts down. It doesn't accept it the same as it did in the past. It will not accept it at all. Mm. I'm telling you, it won't go down my throat. Whatever is in the food, my body shuts off. And that means that's the fish fillet, the, all of it. Mm. it the, even the French fries, whatever they're using, and I guess because I've detoxified so long that my body is aware of something not being right. And it just closed, my throat closes. That's very interesting. Yeah. Like you said, detoxified your body enough that now it already, it, it rejects what's, what it doesn't want or what's not supposed to be. That's right. And that's the point of detoxification. That's why I'm running classes for detoxifying each part of the body so that of course, if you detoxify the blood, 
that's good for all of the organs, but then you can take each organ, focus on each organ, take an organ a month that you're going to cleanse, you know, and right. focus on it and detoxify yourself. Would you recommend that versus like trying to detox the whole body at the same time? Well, you're going to detox the whole body at the same time, but depending on the herb, say, like if you use Cascara Sagrada, that's going to cleanse your colon. You're going to go to the bathroom and it's a gentle laxative, you know, but rest assured, you need to be in the house eight hours after you take it, six to eight hours after you take it. And you need to be planning to stay home for the whole day just in case. Okay, mm -hmm. but detoxifying okay. the colon is very important for the whole body because in Ayurvedic medicine, that's East Indian medicine, uh, you're taught that ama, that's uh, fecal matter, builds up on the walls of the intestine and begins to leak from the intestine into the bloodstream, thereby causing disease. Ooh, okay. And any other disease, because once the uh, poisons, the toxins leak into your bloodstream, you're open for any disease. Wherever your body is weakest, according to immune system, a disease will be created. Gotcha. And that's individually, that's not saying because uh, one person gets diabetes in your family. They run, no, it does not run in your family unless you're eating the same things. If you eat differently, it does not run in your family. It runs in your diet. That can be avoided just by a proper diet. There are, there are forms of diabetes that can be avoided, absolutely, just by changing your diet. Like we have an individual here that, that works out that eats relatively healthy and is completely like just stressed out or has like anxiety and such that plays a part to one's health as well doesn't it that is an imbalance because working out is supposed to relieve stress eating habits also affect moods what you eat can actually bring on anxiety is that right? The same way if you take a particular herb, ingest a particular herb, you can reduce depression. You might be able to take it away, but I don't want to make any wild claims. You can reduce the depression you feel. For instance, at the funeral home, people who are mourning have a problem eating and sleeping. Mm -hmm. So they can take golden milk, which is a combination of five spices and uh, in rice milk, coconut whole milk, because you wanna stay away from dairy, it creates mucus. But oat milk, rice milk, uh, almond milk, boiled, that will nutrify the system, help with diabetes, help lower blood pressure. There are so many benefits to golden milk that it was hard to put it, I could not put it all on the label when I put it together for people. Also, ashwagandha herb, ashwagandha root, mm -hmm. and, and mugwort both heal the nervous system and it helps with sleep issues. So 
with intention and knowing what an herb does, and there are many benefits, one herb has multiple benefits, okay? Then you can address your health concerns in that way. And you also have to look around you and assess your whole life, not just take things for granted, saying this is the way my life is and this is the way it has to be. To take the time to sit down and even make a list. I'm a strong believer in writing down what you want and what you don't want. And by taking into account your own needs in the form of a list, mm -hmm. start knocking off a little bit at a time what you don't want and replacing it with what you prefer. Okay. It doesn't make for necessarily a perfect life, but it certainly makes for a less stressful life. And in my world, that's perfection. Hmm. I think, I think that in a lot of people's world, that might be perfection. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to what you were saying before in terms of folks' willingness to mm -hmm. change their eating habits and willingness to or unwillingness for that matter. What do you think are some of the things that attribute to folks' unwillingness to want to just change things that at the end of the day will hope, hopefully hope expand your lifespan and maybe even yeah. give you a better life while you're here? Yeah, they uh, get comfortable in their habits. They get stubborn because it tastes good. You know, uh, to change someone's eating habits almost as bad as trying to get them to stop smoking. Mm. They want it. And unless a person has a higher goal, like longevity, I have a low tolerance for pain. I don't like being debilitated. And so if I have to do a little something more to have a better quality of life, I do that. Now, for instance, sugar. If I intake sugar, I would begin to have joint pain. So I've paid mm. attention to my body that much. And certainly sugar creates acidic blood and acidic blood creates pain and inflammation. The pain comes from the inflammation. Mm. So just like uh, Dr. Seavey used to say that mucus is the disease. So you have to clear mucus. Mucus actually hardened is a tumor. So you have to clear the mucus out of your body and get alkaline blood, you know, create an alkaline blood environment by the food you eat. Okay, so where did one begin? You can begin a little at the time. I started actually as a teenager, not knowing I'd be doing this today, but I used to have acne. And I would read what the models said. You know, I always wanted to see what they were doing because they looked so great. And I saw in an article, i never forget, it said greasy foods, which included those delicious pork chops, 
mm-hmm. and those delicious French fries, chocolate. I was, I am, I could be a chocoholic, but I was a chocoholic. Is it good, girl? Oh my God. How did it get so good? Mm. Also soda. Oh, that soda mm, was the easy mm-hmm. fix for me. I cut soda out just like that. Chocolate was a little bit harder and that pork chop was a little bit harder, but I got rid of it. The soda though made a great difference in how my skin began to act. And it wasn't until later on that I found out the skin is an organ. So the reason why those eruptions appear is because your skin is letting you know you're causing problems here, you're causing problems inside me, you know? I'm trying to keep everybody happy in there, but look at what you're doing to me, you know? And to think a lot of teenagers mm-hmm. suffer with acne and one never thinks yeah. to think like, it's my diet. Because I can assure you, yes. all through junior high school, a lot of us survived off of McDonald's, pizza, fast food, and Arizona's. Mm. And in my time... We didn't have sodas, we had juice. We had a lot of juice, but I got into sodas as I you know, got more out of the house until I read that. And then I switched to nectars, not knowing that fructose, too much fructose is no good for you. Then I read that, but every time I would read something, I would adhere to it. And see what I find a lot of times when I speak to people, they know. That's why, you know, I created a a PowerPoint presentation that says, you already know. There's nothing that I'm saying that somebody didn't hear from somebody. And they'll repeat it back to me. Oh, yeah, so-and-so does that. or, Or, yeah, I heard, you know, and what about that? And they know, but they don't apply it. If you don't apply it, it doesn't count. If you have a wonderful plate of food in front of you and you say, mm, that sure looks good. Oh, I sure I'm hungry. Mm, that looks good. Your stomach is like, well, when are we going to do this? You know? So in this case, our bodies are saying, okay, you know, are we going to start? Because I'm breaking down. You know, there are six stages of disease. The first being accumulation the last being manifestation. So accumulation is as you're doing whatever it is you're doing. Say you're drinking a lot of sodas, okay? The manifestation is diabetes or some other um, affliction that you don't want. But what people need to realize is they created it. Whatever you don't want, don't create. How do you do that? By making change. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. It's e- it's easier said than done, mm-hmm. but it sounds good. It certainly is. It, it's easier said than done, but just like with anything else, we decide we're going to get up and go into work and we get there. We can decide to do that too. I have complete faith that we can do it. Many people have done it. I've done it. Many people have done it. And there are degrees. But the thing is to do it a little bit at the time. You know, if you try to do it 
all at once, you're gonna aggravate yourself. Pull things off of your lifestyle menu a little bit at the time and replace it with something. Now, look, I love cheese. I can't eat cheese, but I found some delicious, some delicious non-dairy cheese. And now I can make my grilled cheese sandwiches. I can make my mac and cheese and I won't end up with a terrible sinus infection because that's what cheese does to me. Oh dear. Mm -hmm. Ice cream, if I eat ice cream, I will end up sick in the bed. So I found some non-dairy ice cream. I had so much of it in my freezer at one time. I said, Carolyn, you're not six. Okay, stop it. You know, <laughs> so now I calm down, you know, but it was just the joy of finding it. <laughs> you like what you like. Right. The ice cream pops with the chocolate on the outside and the vanilla on the inside. Mm. Oh my God. The fudge popsicles. Mm. They have all of that non-dairy. Delicious. So it's just a matter of being adventurous enough to try it. You're not going to get it for a dollar. You're going to pay a little more, but you'll be in good shape after you eat it. That's what's important. Uh, would you categorize yourself as like a vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, anything like that? I lean toward being a vegetarian according to my desire. But I will eat fish and I will eat chicken sometimes. But my body basically tells me, well, I don't feel like any chicken right now. And so I stop eating chicken for a while. And I'll eat a bunch of fish if that's what my body says. But I know I'm not going to eat a lot of things that are going to hurt me. And if I do go to an event and cheat, I go home. And I take Cascara Sagrada and get it out of my system. I don't just let it sit there. So you mentioned earlier that you teach classes. Yes. Where can one uh, sign up for one of your classes? Uh, my website, which is www.behealed.info. www.behealed.info. Mm -hmm. Now, next month, March, we're going to have Renee Strong, who's a former student of mine and also now a trichologist, which she specializes in hair loss conditions. The topic is detoxification of the skin. So I'll be talking about shingles and how to use homeopathic medicine to treat shingles. And I also uh, will be talking about skin hunger as to needing the human touch, you know, especially with this pandemic going on. And she will address hair loss and alopecia, those types of things. And the, would you believe that also it falls right back on what you eat? A lot of hair loss has a lot to do with the nutrition. I believe it. Mm -hmm. And the stress, definitely stress. 
All right. Well, I thank you so much for sharing all of this valuable, very valuable information. I'm actually was trying to take notes on some of these herbs as you were saying. I'm like, okay, go get some of these, go get some of these. I hope folks y'all were doing the same. Is there any other um, advice that you could offer? Anything that you want to say? Anything that I didn't ask that could definitely be helpful for the folks out there? Well, I would love to bring up some points if I could. Absolutely. Go for it. As I said before, the kitchen is the first line of defense in the fight for improved health. You know, you must control what's going on in your kitchen. Something as simple as parsley added, fresh herbs make a difference. And you have to really look inside yourself and ask yourself, what is the most detrimental health habit you have and refuse to release? And what has your doctor warned you about? And be sure to ask yourself, what is your reason for not loving yourself in every way? Because when you don't take care of yourself and you just ignore what the doctor may be telling you or what you know for yourself about your health, that's not loving yourself. So you have to ask yourself, why? Why aren't you loving yourself? And what ailments do you believe runs in your family? And then take a look at what everyone eats and see what you have in common. And figure out what most influences your dietary choices. You know, is it your family setting? Is it addictions, different addictions to food? What is it? And what are you willing to change? Go for that first. Then ask yourself, what is your stress level? And do you have help or ask for help? And one really important question is, if not now, when? So before I leave you, I've spoken about all of the things that could lead you to a better approach for your health. And I just want to leave seven herbs with you to think about for and what they do. There's an herb called yarrow, which relieves cramps. My God, I wish I had known about yarrow. I suffered so long. But what it does is it moves stagnated blood. Mugwort, as I mentioned before, promotes sleep. It, hurt, it heals the um, nervous system. Anise hyssop breaks up mucus, okay? Dandelion lowers blood sugar. And Cascara Sagrada, as I mentioned before, is a gentle colon cleanser. St. John's wort treats depression. And we have helichrysum, which heals wounds, okay? It heals, matter of fact, I, I make a tea of it and put it in my bath water. There are so many different things you could do with teas from herbs. You don't just, just have to drink them. And those can be found in my books, Pick Up Your Bed and Walk and How to Protect Yourself from the Community Spread of Coronavirus, more, uh, more about herbs, and certainly, to change your language, your I am language, 
You know, I am strong. I am beautiful. I am wise. I am that I am. Change the language, how you speak about yourself so that you support yourself in your own desire to change. That's basically it for now. Okay, Caroline, this was great and very, very valuable information here. Where can uh, one find your book? Uh, they can purchase it directly from me by contacting me at my website. We can make arrangements for mailing. And that's where you can also read my blogs and learn more about our events. We just finished detoxification of the genitals with Ola Abasi. She's an herbalist from Africa. Yes. So oh, wow. all of the classes are going to be available on the website after always you know after the fact so if you don't get the chance to attend a live class they are still available that's great that is great Caroline. i think i'm actually go on that website and backtrack and look at some of those classes that i might have missed to see what could uh <laughs> definitely help us out here so Folks, you heard it here on her website. It's www.behealed.info. Caroline, thank you so, so much for joining me tonight. This was awesome. This was, I, I learned a lot today. I'm sure the folks listening will definitely, have definitely learned as well. And hopefully this is just a first step in folks, you know, in the process of folks of self-healing and just being healthier in general because especially after nothing else i feel like covid covid definitely awakened folks to a lot it definitely exposed a lot of things and hopefully this is just the first start to folks to self-healing and you know better eating habits and like she said folks we have to be willing we have to be willing to do that you said you started this as a teenager where things slowly, slowly started to, you know, come into your way and started to make sense to you. And now you've made it all the way into your seventies just by these habits. And who knows by the looks of you right now, you don't look like you're going anywhere anytime soon. So sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, listen, we, we, God bless her. We just lost Cicely Tyson. A woman was 96 years old. I'm sure that wasn't by accident. That's right. Gorgeous. Yes, yes, absolutely gorgeous. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, folks. Thank you for tuning in to Necessary Conversations with the Black Woman. Take care, stay safe. Please begin to be healthy. Stay healthy, but start your beginning process of being healthy, okay? Take it easy. Good night.